Welcome to the Inside Scoop. I am your host, Josh Newberg. It's been another busy week of recruiting, and it's not stopping, so let's just get right into it. I'm bringing on my guy, Director of Recruiting for On3, Chad Simmons. Chad, welcome to the show. Man, happy to be there. I love to feed off the energy from you, Josh. Man, you bring it every time. I feel it across this screen. You know, I love it. Chad, there is a lot going on, and as I sit here today, we are on the eve of a huge decision. Five-star wide receiver Hykeem Williams from Stranahan High School in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, is on the verge of making his decision. We're hearing a lot of rumors going around right now. Could it be Pitt? Could it be Florida State? Is it going to be Texas A&M? Chad, I'm going to put you on the spot here. About 24 hours to go. What are you hearing on Hykeem Williams? Look, Josh, I mean, I'm hearing a lot, you know, depending on who you listen to, you have to figure out kind of how to put the pieces together to kind of come up with really the best guess, best prediction. And I've logged that on the on three recruiting prediction machine for Florida State. Oh. Uh, he was just at Texas A&M uh, over the weekend with his with his mother. Uh, he took a, a a week long, pretty much unofficial visit there in June. He was at Florida State for about four or five days in July. Uh, he was in New Orleans watching Florida State play LSU. I think those are really the main two. Now, I, I'm not sleeping on Pitt. I think they're in that top three, but I like where Florida State's out at, out just as we are at, what, 24 hours yeah. away. I lean towards FSU being that school trending late for the five star Hakeem Williams. Could be a huge week for the Seminoles if they can end it with a commitment from Hakeem Williams. Earlier this week on Tuesday, they landed California linebacker Blake Nicholson. So Florida State off to this 3-0 start, and all of a sudden the recruiting's starting to fall in place. We'll see what happens in just 24 hours from now. Another big name on the move is five-star edge Keon Keeley. He's going to be at Ohio State this weekend. What does that mean for his recruitment? You know, it's... I've always said, follow the visits, you know, and he, he took his official visit to Ohio State, you know, opening week when they played Notre Dame, uh, liked it enough to want to go back for a second time in the same month, this time on his own dime as an unofficial visitor for the Wisconsin game. To me, that says a lot about his interest in Ohio State. Now, Ryan Day, Larry Johnson, and that staff, you know, really – I think hit a grand slam on the official visit, not only with Keon, but also with his family from the academic presentation to the fit in their scheme to obviously Larry Johnson's resume kind of speaks for itself. So for him to go back this quickly to Ohio State, a school really in his top three, that's definitely the farthest school away from home, to me is very telling. I, I like where Ohio State's at. Um, and I'll say this, I'm very close to putting in a prediction for the Ohio State Buckeyes with wow. five-star Russian uh, Keon Keeley. You heard it here first, folks. If, if that does happen, credit to Chad. Um, let's, let's move on to another pair of five-star teammates out of Alabama. Quay Rousseau and James Smith are on the move again. Last weekend, they visited Auburn. This weekend, they're going to be at Alabama. Is this shaping up to be an in-state race between Auburn and Alabama for these two five-star prospects? You know, Josh, it's interesting because, you know, you hear about, you just for a long time too, I mean, you hear about package deals. Uh, these guys are teammates at Carver in Montgomery, Alabama. They're great friends off the field. They train together. Uh, and they say they're making a decision together. So every time so far one visits one school, 
the others right there. So I have no reason to, um, I guess, not trust that they're going to end up going to the same school and going to Alabama, which I think is probably the front runner right now, if there is a school at the top uh, this weekend, really for not a major game, I think says a lot for their interest in Alabama, just to get back in that environment, be around the coaches more. Uh, you know, they're close to Alabama D lineman Curtis Perry. Uh, they play at the same school that Mac Wilson came from, the Alabama linebacker now in the NFL. Hmm. Um, so I, they were at Auburn just last week as well. So, um, you know, I think both in state programs are very much in there. What I say is shaping up to be an in state battle. I wouldn't go to that level just yet. Uh, they do want to see what happens with Auburn as far as their performance on the field throughout the remainder of the season. I do know they like the atmosphere at Auburn. They really are big fans of Jimmy Brumball and that coaching staff at Auburn. Uh, and then in Alabama, you know, they love Charles Kelly, you know, Freddie Roach, of course, Nick Saban. And of course, Bama does Bama when it comes to game day uh, on the field play. But there's other schools involved. I'm not ready to say in-state battle, but both schools I think right now are probably in that top group, maybe top three for the in-state targets. All right, we'll keep an eye on that one as well. Um, we're about a quarter of the way through the high school football season, and this is generally when you start to see new highlights coming out from some of these seniors that are having a good season. One prospect that's having a really good year is Arian Carter, a linebacker who's committed to Memphis. Um, his recruitment is starting to blow up. Is this a guy that's going to sign with Memphis, or do you see the big dogs entering the picture? Wow, I mean, this, this one's really taken off, Josh. I remember, I think it was last Thursday or Friday, Auburn was the first one to pop. And from that point, it's been multiple schools daily offering Carter, the, the four-star for us on on three linebacker out of Smyrna High School in Tennessee. I mean, from since Auburn has been with Alabama, Florida, Kentucky, Michigan, USC, Ole Miss, Oregon, um, you know, Tennessee, the in-state school. I mean, it's been one after another. I think he's gotten double-digit offers in less than a week since his film. I started to kind of hit the hit the waves on the huddle and, and getting out to coaches across the country. Schools are seeing him now instead of playing running back, they're seeing him as a linebacker. I mean, he's 6'2", in that 200-pound range, can run, can hit, can play in space. And he is committed to Memphis. I, I just don't know for how much longer. I mean, and, and you can't really blame him. Memphis is definitely trying to hold on here. Uh, but he was at Alabama last weekend. He's visiting Tennessee for the big Florida game this weekend. I think he goes to Auburn next weekend. He wants to check out Michigan. Uh, he's open to going out to USC. And I think you'll see more schools offer. More schools will probably get to his school and get in front of him and try to start to build that relationship. But uh, obviously you have to keep an eye on Alabama. Uh, he was there first uh, last weekend. Uh, had a great time. He's planning to go back for an official visit later on this fall. Uh, then, of course, Tennessee, man, they're off to a great start. Big game this weekend. In-state program. He'll be there for the Florida game. Keep an eye on the Vols. But I think it's really too early to call maybe who the biggest threat is to Memphis right now. Uh, but I don't think Memphis hangs on here in the end. Yeah. Uh, props to Memphis for getting that early evaluation and getting them on board. But, man, the, sh the Sharks are in the water circling. Uh, no doubt. Good luck. <laughs> All right. Let's <laughs> move on to Clemson commitments to Fallen Green. Uh, he is a new top 50 player overall in the on three consensus rankings. Uh, he got a bump. Um, he, he showed up 
to the Oregon-Georgia game in Atlanta. We didn't know really what to make of it, but UGA has remained in contact with him and is starting to gain some traction. Do you think we could possibly see a flip here down the road? What's going on between Green and UGA? Yeah, yeah. based on, on sources on, on both sides, I can say the, the mutual interest is there, uh, and it seems to be pretty high from both Green um, interest in Georgia and then Georgia interested in green obviously he's he's from their home state rome high school one of the top high school programs in northwest georgia and they probably could be playing for a state championship potentially this season green's off to a great start like you said he was in atlanta um and i think there's a real possibility he ends up at some point uh, in Athens at Georgia for a visit this year. Will it be an unofficial? Will it be an official? Uh, I do know they're in the talking stages of that right now. And the interest, I, I can say it's real from the Clemson commit in Georgia. Regardless if that visit is official or unofficial, we all know that Dabo Sweeney typically doesn't like his commitments out there taking visits. Now, that rule was very uh, stringent in the 2014, 2015, 2016, when Clemson was on the run. But can Dabo still imp impose that rule in 2022? You know, I think he likes I think that's, that's the plan. I mean, he doesn't – and I can respect it. He doesn't want guys that are committed to other schools to visit him and then vice versa on his side. So, uh, you know, I was wondering maybe what would happen, if anything, uh, with Green going to Atlanta uh, as a Georgia recruit. Uh, for that neutral site game against Oregon. But I think it could get really interesting, you know, if he does or when he does show up in Athens. I don't think it happens this weekend uh, with Georgia having an early kickoff, uh, I think against Kent State on Saturday and then Rome playing late Friday night. Uh, but I think in the weeks to come, I think you have to keep an eye on Stephalon Green and and just kind of where he ends up. Is he at Clemson? Is he at Georgia? I know the interest is there. The interest is real. And I would say the odds of him taking a visit to Georgia at this point seem to be pretty high. Well, if he shows up in Athens, I guess that means the ball is in Clemson's court. We'll just see what they, they do with it. Uh, all right, Chad, thanks for dropping in with us today. Always my pleasure, man. Thank you, Josh. See ya. Up next on the Inside Scoop, we have Austin Price of VolQuest. Austin, how you doing? I'm doing great, Josh. How are you? Oh, man, I'm doing good. Um, this weekend, though, in Knoxville, it's a big game. The Tennessee Volunteers have been a really exciting team to watch, and not just from a fan perspective or an analyst perspective. Recruits are taking notice, too, and there's going to be a ton of talent on the sidelines in Neyland Stadium this weekend. Who are some of the, the big visitors that will be in Tennessee? Well, Tennessee's got two official visitors, uh, David Hobbs and then Bison Lang. So defensive tackle, offensive tackle. Those are big-time uh, visitors for Tennessee this weekend because Tennessee needs to improve both areas. Uh, Hobbs, you know, recently, you know, minted five-star at on three, really is uh, looking more and more like he's going to play his football in the SEC. Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, the top three for him. North Carolina, the home state school, trying to hang on, but it feels like they're fading. And then Vice and Lang, that's Tennessee, Auburn, and then LSU's kind of sniffing around there. So, you know, Tennessee needs to be able to add offensive tackles and defensive tackles, and those are two big visitors. And they have a plethora of 24s and 25s coming in town. Ryan Wingo, five-star, 
Um, you know, Boo Carter, a highly ranked four star coming in town. Edwin Spillman, a highly ranked four star coming in town. Um, it's a big weekend with the young kids, but specifically that 23 class we're talking about, those two, uh, two big guys, the offensive tackle and the defensive tackle. Yeah, two big uncommitted names, but one committed name that's going to be back on campus is five-star superstar quarterback Nico Imaliava. He'll be making his first visit back to Tennessee since his official visit over the summer. Just tell me, what will the fanfare be like when they see him walk out on the on the the field before the game? It'll be big. Um, You know, he he has such a a presence about him. He carries himself with such a swagger, Josh. And, and he does a good job of connecting with the fan base. You know, when he's been in town, he goes to local eateries, local ice cream establishments, tweets out, hey, I'm going to be here. Come, mm-hmm. you know, come and interact. And he's big into the interaction. You see him getting a scooter and riding around downtown Knoxville. Um, you know, he, he, he's big into, you know, the fan base. Uh, you know, he, he was out on the lake here back in the summertime when he was here for a visit. Um, so, you know, it, it will be really, really big. He is someone that, that embraces the fan base and they embrace him back. And, and, you know, he's just got such a connection with everybody that he comes in contact with. Again, this is the kid that made, you know, wearing pajama pants to seven on seven tournaments famous. He's got swag and, and, and all the kids like the swag. Yeah, and uh, he will be on campus. That and it'll be big because, like you said, there's a there's a couple uncommitted prospects that are going to be there as well. Nico is a known recruiter; he's going to help out. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about Devin Hobbs, newly minted five star. Like you said, what would a win on Saturday do for his recruitment to Tennessee? Well, I thought for a while, and I was telling Chad Simmons this. I, I thought for a while um, that Tennessee going first was probably a little bit of a hurt, but. You know, with it being such a big game, game day being in town, checker kneeling, the atmosphere is going to be palpable all day long. I and mean, really from, you know, 10 a.m., maybe before that, till if Tennessee wins, uh, 10 p.m. and well beyond, um, the atmosphere on campus is going to be electric. Uh, I think they've got a chance to kind of ride a tsunami wave uh, mm-hmm. of momentum with, with him. And so, you know, I, I think you embrace the fact that you're first, and I think this atmosphere will show well. His parents are very comfortable with Tennessee. They're very comfortable with Rodney Garner. His sister is a big-time basketball player with offers from Tennessee, UConn, you know, who's who of women's basketball programs. So, you know, I think all that kind of plays into it. And, again, he's liked Tennessee for a long time. You know, they weren't as quick to offer as some of the others, and I think he kind of held that against them for a, a month or two, but has since kind of, you know, reverted back to really liking Tennessee a ton, and, and they've really turned up the heat on him. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting weekend for sure. Uh, Tennessee currently sits number 13 in the on three consensus team rankings. Um, who are some of the top targets, maybe not even visiting this weekend, but who are some of the top targets Tennessee needs to close on before signing day? Well, they need to add, again, they'd love to add another back in this class. You know, Roderick Robinson, someone who's talked about visiting here officially later in the fall, the UCLA commit, but it definitely feels like. He's not going to end up at UCLA. One, they're going to the Big Ten. I'm not sure they're crazy about that. Two, mm-hmm. his family's – his mom lives in South Carolina. And now his dad lives, still lives out in California. But it definitely feels like Georgia, Tennessee, some other schools are heavily in the mix there for him, the UCLA commit. You know, Tamarion Parker is another guy that, you know, you know, Tennessee wants to get here sooner rather than later. Clemson's made a big push there for him. Um, but, you know, you kind of knew when he committed to Penn State that wasn't going to hold – um, I think Keldrick Falk, uh, Florida State commit, is someone that Tennessee's 
looking heavily at. I could see him visiting here in a few weeks for the Alabama game. And, of course, we talked about, you know, Lang and Hobbs. So Tennessee wants to continue to add, uh, you know, defensive linemen, offensive linemen. They love to add a tailback. And I could see them wanting to add one more corner in this class, um, whether that's Smith Snowden out of Utah or someone else. Um, they just offered uh, Dijon Lafitte out of uh, near Anaheim, near Chino, California. And then Traylon Ray is someone who will officially visit Tennessee for the Alabama game, a wide receiver out of, uh, out of the state of Florida. All right. Well, it certainly feels like recruiting is about to heat up in Knoxville. We'll be tuned in all weekend to Volquist. Thank you, Austin. Appreciate it, Josh. Thank you. See ya. We're back on the Inside Scoop, welcoming national recruiting analyst Sam Spiegelman to the show. Sam, what's up? How you doing? Happy to be here, Josh. How you doing? I am great. It's another action-packed week of recruiting. And just yesterday, we saw a commitment from four-star wide receiver Jalen Hale. Out of the state of Texas, he committed to Alabama. You've been on this show plenty of times talking about Jalen Hale and even put in an expert prediction for him to go to Alabama. It's done. What's the story behind this commitment? Yeah, one of the one of the recruitments that really came down there, he told me he made the decision on Sunday night when he got back from his Texas visit. Um, he didn't tell any of the coaching staffs yes or no until the night before his decision. Um, but I, Alabama won this when they had him on campus for his official visit. Nick Saban and Hallman Wiggins made him a top priority. He called them father figures in his recruitment, which goes a long way, obviously. Um, you know, and he got to see Alabama play back-to-back -back weeks. Kind of a, a unique situation in any recruitment. He got to see them beat up on Utah State, and he saw them in a really tough battle at Texas. Um, and what he came away with was he was impressed by the way Coach Wiggins works with his receivers. He likes how they use them all across the formation, which is exactly what you know, he intends to be used when he gets there and, and plays for Alabama. Um, but the big thing is he really sees an opportunity to kind of crack the starting lineup sooner rather than later. You know, of all the positions that Alabama is absolutely loaded with, it seems like receiver is one where they're looking for some young talent to, to come in and make plays. And I think Jalen can see the path to the field quickly um, and ultimately can get developed to play not only on Saturdays, but eventually Sundays. Jalen Hale out of the state of Texas spurns the Longhorns to go to Alabama, but the Longhorns still have a need at wide receiver. And you, you kind of predicted this as well. You thought that Texas might turn their attention to four-star athlete Mikhail Harrison Pilot. And today you put in an expert pick on the recruiting prediction machine for him to go to Texas. How is that shaken out? Yeah, um, you know, Texas is, is absolutely loaded <laughs> with, with pass catchers in this 2023 cycle. Um, the Longhorns already have commitments from, from on 300 superstars, Jonte Cook, Jonah Wilson. They're looking for a pass catcher to add to this class, and, and they were very high on Hale, who set a September 21st commitment date. Um, Mikhail Harrison Pilot has been very confident and, and about maintaining that he will make a decision after his senior season. And right now, I think that bodes well for Texas. He was he was on campus for the Alabama game as well. Um, he already took his official visit back in June. Um, he, he knows what Texas is all about. He has very high praise for, for Steve Sarkeesian, the offensive blueprint, the way that they can get their receivers involved, like Xavier Worthy, like their running backs, B. John Robinson. He was impressed by the way Quinn Ewers played in that game. Um, Texas has been coming really hard for McHale, and I think that this is now an opening for him. Um, 
I, I think he's moving closer to a decision, but he is going to wait until December. He is likely going to end up officially visiting TCU this weekend. This is far from over. But I think that with Jalen Hale now out of the equation for Texas, this opens the door for Mikhail Harrison Pilot to be someone that they want to use like Debo Samuel in that offense out of the backfield as a receiver and like we've spoken about in the return game. All right, so you put the prediction in now, but we're going to have to wait, you think, until December for him to make this decision? 100%. Wow. Okay. Well, we'll keep an eye on that one. Um, you are hitting the road on Friday night to go see five-star quarterback Arch Manning. It's going to be an exciting game. What are you looking forward to seeing? What do you want to see from Arch Manning? Yeah, you know, I've been I've been very fortunate enough to watch Arch play in person quite a bit over the years, and um, he's he's really having a spectacular senior season, and he's coming off arguably his best game ever last week at home against the 5A team in Benton. Um, and now he has a really tough test going against another power in his classification at the 2A level in Manny, uh, which is known for their hard-hitting defense, kind of road-grading mentality, physicality first. Um, it's, a, it's a community that's based off of football up there in Manny. Um, and Newman has to go on the road three and a half hours, play against Tackett Curtis, who's committed to USC and on 300 linebacker, one of the best in the country. Um, and then a junior, Tylen Singleton, who's a hybrid safety linebacker, and the two of them are going to be keyed in on Arch. Arch is playing without his tight end, Texas commitment Will Randall. But the way that he's been playing this year, you know, he's been he's been distributing to his weapons. He's been throwing the ball on time. He's been making a ton of plays with his legs, and I think he's really going to have to on Friday night. And you know, the way he's been playing, there's really nothing is is out of the question on him. So it's be interesting to how he deals with some adverse circumstances playing on the road against a stout defense that's allowed 13 points in three games this season and doing so without his top pass catcher. All right, Sam, travel safe this weekend and can't wait to talk to you on Monday about everything that you're seeing. Happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you for watching. Make sure you smash that subscribe button for me and remember to check out all the videos on the On3 YouTube page.